You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Christ's heavenly life in me revealed in me. Christ heavenly life revealed in me is the title of this devotion. We all know, all, all of us who are born of God, know that Christ is at the Father's right hand. He is in heaven, ever living, to make intercession for us, as Hebrews 7.25 says. But He is there, my dear friends, to reveal His heavenly life in you and me. You see, the Christian faith rests upon four great cornerstones. The divinity of Christ, the incarnation of Christ, the redemption, the atonement, the redeeming work of Christ, and the ascension to the Father's right hand of Christ. And the ascension to the Father's right hand as the Son of Man, the Son of God, is the crowning glory of who Christ is unto us and whom he has been made to us wisdom to perceive, recognize, and know the Heavenly Father, righteousness of perfect fellowship with him, sanctification of total freedom to enjoy that, and redemption, the fullness, the manifestation of that heavenly life in us. My dear friends, this is the great, great work of Christ at the Father's right hand to reveal that life, that perfect life in communion with the Father, in unbroken fellowship with Him, in you and me. It's a heavenly life. It is where the created matter is perfectly subject to the heavenly life. The created realm is perfectly subject to the heavenly realm. That is how it is supposed to be. It is what's, what sin did, is make us subject to the created realm instead of the created realm being subject to us. But he who is the firstborn from the dead, who is the firstfruits of eternal life, is there at the Father's right hand to reveal that heavenly, holy, sinless, perfect communion life with the Father in us as a anchor for our soul, a down payment, a guarantee, a surety that that is our future. That's our calling. That's our destiny. That's what we were predestined to before all things were made. And that is what is being kept for us that cannot be taken from us and will be made manifest in all of its fullness when we see Him. And what a joy, unspeakable and full of glory for you and me to know Christ, heavenly life revealed in us. You know, recently, oh, a dear, dear friend went to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. And I went to go see her. Her name is Eleanor. I went to go see her. You know, the first time I met her, she came here to Life Church to, um, um, to, to help me learn about maybe getting radio time. 
here in Kent and she was working for the radio station. And I met with her and the Holy Spirit came up in me so strong and I talked to her about the Lord. She went home and got her husband, Anthony, and their lives were just radically impacted by Jesus. And they came and became part of this church and has helped us build this church over the last 30 years. And recently she went to be with the Lord. And you know, I went to go see her at the home together with my dear Virginia. And we know her for 30 years. She's, she's such a sweet friend. How I know her in Christ, how I know her heart is true to the Lord, how I know her heart is wholly His, how I have such respect for her, how she's fought life through to hold fast to the hem of His garment and kept living when when, when death was trying to take her out and she kept living to see her children's children. And I'm there by the bed and she was heavily medicated with morphine to help her not suffer too much with the pain. And I stood there and I just began to talk. And we know each other in Christ. We know each other in Christ. And she became alert and I sang a little bit and the Holy Spirit, I could feel it. And I said to her, you know this? She said, yes, I know it. Because what I felt, the life of Christ in me, she was feeling the life of Christ in that weak, human, frail, dying body. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 says, We do not get discouraged because the outer man, the flesh body, is withering away, is dying, because the inner man, the spirit man, is being renewed daily through the life that comes from Jesus, declaring to us a greater weight of glory that awaits us in the presence of the Lord. Therefore, we do not look at the things that can be seen that are temporal, but we look at that life that's eternal. And I said to her, Eleanor, you know this. When I felt the life of God, I could see it was waking her up despite that she had been drugged you know, for the pain. And she was alert through that life. And she said, yes, I know it. And I said, I know that you know it. So all is well. And shortly, she went to be with the Lord and left her body behind that had served her. And now I know she is hidden with Christ in the bosom of the Father, in garments white as snow, around the throne of glory, worshiping the Lamb of God that has given her access into the presence of the Lord, where she now is with Him until He returns and He brings her with us. That body, like a seed, is laid to rest in the earth and awaits the time of her return when she is given a new body that will be wholly subject to that heavenly life, a body that will emanate that eternal life, that perfect fellowship with the Father. Oh, my friends, these things are sure and unchangeable and eternal and here for each and every one of us who believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ, for whoever receives Him, Jesus Christ, to them, the Father gives the right to become sons and daughters of God. Oh, it is through Jesus we receive a new birth by becoming spiritually alive inwardly with His life, His life revealed in us. That is the secret. Jesus, He said, He said, when the Holy Spirit has come, who will abide with you forever, in John 14, verse 16, 
Then he says, you will know. He says, then you will know that I am in the Father, you in me, and I in you. Then you will know. And he says, as I live, you will live also. You see, friends, this knowing is not mere mental conscious knowledge. No, it's a spiritual knowing. It is where you inwardly have been made alive and where you inwardly are given a conscious knowing. It's like I know my heart is beating and I could put my fingers here on my pulse. Oh, I can feel it right now. I put my my hand right here, I can feel it beating. I can put my hand here, I can feel it beating. I know it. Now you look at me, you can't see it. You can't see my heart is beating, but I know it is beating, see? And it's, of course, much more powerful than that, that you have this knowing Christ life revealed in me. You know this, you have this absolute conscious knowing and things like this that I'm going to read to you next from Ephesians chapter 2 become total common sense, spiritual common sense, as it says in Ephesians 2 verse 1, and you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the course of the world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, wrath just as the others. What does that mean, children of wrath? The wrath of God is dead. The wages of sin is death that you suffer the pains of death, which is the wrath of God. But you are liberated from that wrath because he bore it for you by being made alive with him, you see. But God, who is rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even though we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. He raised us up together and made us to sit together in the heavenly places that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith in that not of yourself, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ for the good works God's predestined us to live in. He's predestined us to live in this newness of life, in this work of God to live in absolute confident faith that God is our Father because His Spirit in us is crying up a Father. His Spirit in us convinces us that we are His children. You see, Jesus in heaven is our great high priest and His high priestly duty or labor is to keep revealing in you and me His Spirit of Sonship. Keep bringing into us that conscious knowing Christ in me. You know Christ revealed in you constantly and it is always there for you. And I know we all have moments we don't feel a thing, but as your faith grows strong in Him, by His Spirit in you and by His living Word in you, 
you become fully convinced and totally persuaded that no matter how human you feel, no matter how earthly you feel, no matter how weak you feel, He is faithful as your great high priest, as my great high priest, to keep revealing in us consistently, constantly, without ceasing, His life of sonship. And He will never fail to do it because He cannot deny Himself. He is the Son of God and He keeps making you alive with Him so that now through faith in Him we live because of Him. And that is the wonder of Christianity. It's the marvel of His ever-living intercession that Hebrews 7 here verse 25 says. But He, verse 25 of Hebrews 7, because He continues forever, has an unchangeable unchangeable priesthood, that's verse 24. Therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Making intercession means he keeps giving it. It's kind of like the sun. It keeps giving forth its warmth and light because that's what it is, warmth and light. And it keeps giving it forth. That's his intercession, who he is, the same yesterday, today and forever, giving forth into you and me his life of sonship. He is our guarantee, our surety. He is the rock of our salvation. He is the anchor of our soul. He is the source that gives us this trust and faith because He is the same yesterday, today, and forever giving into you and me His life of sonship by which we cry, Abba, Father. And He will never fail to keep doing this. Let me close with you from 1 Timothy uh, no, no, no. First John chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. And then I may have one more verse after that. Listen, my little children, these things are right to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he himself is the propitiation for our sin, the substitute, the mercy seat. And not for ours only, but also for the whole world. You see, when you feel, oh, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, no, 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 I don't want to go back to that. And immediately you feel that darkness trying to come in on you and making you feel it's hopeless. No, you have an intercessor, Jesus, with the Father. He never stops interceding for you. And all who keep coming to the Father through him shall be saved to the uttermost. Now, come on. What shall we then say of these things? Romans 8, 31. If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us, all us sinners. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who can bring a charge against God's elect? Who has God elected sinners to be saints? 
Who can lay a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he, uh, who is he who can condemn? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who's even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. So then, who could separate us from his amazing love? Come on, dear friends. Don't doubt it for a split second. Don't doubt it for a split second. And if you do, if you say, oh, pastor, I just can't feel it. I can't see it. I used to, I used to, I used to, I used to. But now I don't feel it anymore. Put all your trust in the ever-living Jesus and keep coming to him and looking to him and trusting in him. And you will see, you will see he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same love that he showed you before is just as much here because he hasn't changed. And don't be afraid because you don't feel it. Don't live by your feelings. Live by faith in him who never changes. And he will not fail you. He will bring you to fullness. And maybe you've got a foretaste of all that is in him for you. And now he wants to daily cause you to grow your roots deep into him as you draw your nourishment for living as he lives from your union with him. And he is calling you through this hunger and thirsting after righteousness with him. He's calling you. You feel the pains of wanting more of him, of wanting more of him. And you keep calling to him and you say, Jesus, Jesus, you are my life. You are my life. I want all of you to be revealed in me. I want all of you to be revealed in me. Jesus, I want more of you. I want more of you, more of you, Lord. And you keep praying it and say, Lord, I'm yours. Without you, I'm barren. Without you, I can do nothing, John 15. Without you, I have nothing, Jesus. You are my life. You are my light. You are my salvation, Psalm 27, verse 1 and 2. And you keep praying and praying and praying. And that's causing your roots to grow deeper and deeper into Him as you draw your nourishment for living as he lives from you, you and with him, and you will see. You will see from John 15, he will give you more fruit and better fruit. And the more you grow in him, the more you will see he's got much more, much more, much more, much more. Amen. Have a good day.